Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast. Wow, what a morning, huh? We are blessed. I'm blessed to be here today. My name is Al, a.k.a. Chef Al, as our friend said over there. Um, this morning, I'm going to touch on three different parts of my life that have interwoven, and nature has interwoven me. One is growing up in upstate New York in a small one traffic light town. That's right, one traffic light, no kidding. Um, I walked through the woods. I harvested apples from the apple orchard across the street from my home. My mom, Agnes, thanks mom. Agnes is my first cooking instructor. I owe her a lot. my little sister and I across the street to the apple orchard and we'd harvest apples. We'd bring them back into the kitchen and we'd make applesauce. We'd make apple pie. We had apples all throughout the winter and into the next spring and into the next summer. That was amazing. So early on, I got the connection with the land. We always grew garden. We always had a garden. And so that was a big thing. Um, she just put the love in the food. And I also got that really early on. She put the love in everything she did. She like thanked the farmers. She brought it into the kitchen. And she put the love in the food. And that's, the, for me, the, one of the biggest blessings that she taught me. Um, when I was 12 years old, something really big happened. And that is my dad, who was a long-distance trucker, had a heart attack. And he was wheeled out the front door of our home and never thought I'd see him again. And... A blessing out of that, though, was that he was a good cook. And he actually taught my mom how to cook when we first got married. And he ended up buying a deli in our little hometown. So I had the opportunity, <clears throat> as a 12-year-old, to work with my dad. It wasn't like a choice. You know, it's like, okay, well, they come in with me, kid. That's it. I don't care about it. Okay, thanks, Bob. Uh, Albert Sr., second cooking instructor uh, in my life. So, again, we put the love in the food. We had the food from the farmers. We made potato salad and coleslaw and rice pudding and cheesecake and all that good deli food. Um, and we served a lot of people, and the people loved it. They kept coming back. So, along the way, he, you know, would really encourage me to become a chef. And I'll get to the, the culinary part in a little bit, but um, the CIA was down the road. That's the Culinary Institute of America. <laughs> the, guy, the guys who cook, not the guys who spy. Um, and so I had that opportunity to become a chef, a professional chef. And I'm very grateful for that path, and I'll talk about that a little later. But um, back to the woods. So the woods for me in upstate New York, Hudson River Valley. Has anybody been to the Hudson River Valley? Okay, a bunch of you. Great. So again, really blessed. Um, are you there? Okay, good. Okay. Um, sometimes in the home it was a little sketchy. I'll just leave it like that. <clears throat> so walking through the woods was very healing. I took my boxer dog, his name was Billy Boy, and me and my boxer, who's like this big, uh, we go hiking through the woods. And the trees and the old stone walls, these are you know hundreds and hundreds of years old. And I always had that love for the stones, for the trees, for all the plants. 
I'd come out into a field and there'd be a herd of deer. I mean, not just one or two, a herd. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm trying to fix your penis. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Are we good? My bad, my bad. Sorry. Are we back? Sorry. Go ahead. Good? Okay, good. If, if we weren't awake before, we're really awake now. Um, so, again, the woods. The farmers. I want to touch on the farmers as well. So, besides the apple orchard across the street from our house, there would be uh, roadside stands, and we'd go get peaches, and again, peach pie and everything peaches and like that. Um, we'd go blueberry picking in the summertime. You know, just all these things when I'm just a little kid up to, you know, teenager and beyond. Uh, really set the foundation for me later on having a farmer-chef connection. Right? Really appreciating the farmers that work so hard every day, all kinds of weather, losing crops, this and that. And, you know, uh, it's just really amazing. So having a, a deep love and appreciation for where the food comes from and uh, the farmers that grow our food for us. So really, really powerful. That, that, was laid, that foundation was laid really, really long ago. Okay, so next I want to segue into my Lakota path. So I brought you a little, a little prayer there. Um, thank you for participating. I really appreciate it. Um, in 1990, I stepped into my, or I should say, I crawled into my first Lakota ceremony um, in upstate New York, actually in Woodstock. I was back there for a chef job in the summer of 89. And Living with my folks, I wanted to spend more time with them. They were getting older, going through some health issues. And uh, I crawled into my first sweat lodge. In Lakota, we say inipi. Inipi means literally lighthouse. It's a place of renewal. Um, and we have the stones. Has anybody been in a sweat lodge before? A bunch of you. Okay, fantastic. Um, so we have the stone people, very hot, heated in the big fire out there for hours, brought in. You have the water, and you have all the herbs. I'm going to talk about herbs in a minute that we use in the Lakota ceremonies. Um, and again, those are super healing. So you have the, the stones, you have the water, you have the air, you have all of us, and we're all in there together praying. I always tell my friends that have never been to a sweat, you go into a sweat one person, you come out a different person. You can't come out of that sweat lodge without having some kind of an alteration, a change. Uh, very, very powerful. So. That's been my path since 1990, um, as well as unity, of course. But um, just really, really strong medicine. I had the chance to go back to the reservation Pine Ridge in South Dakota in 92. A friend of mine did a sacred dance called the Sundance, one of their seven sacred rites. So I got to witness just an amazing prayer. It's a, it's a four-day prayer, but it's preparation for four days, and what they call tree day, and then four days of dancing, and then a wrap-up. So it's a huge commitment. Uh, and the people that Sundance, they, they dance for all of this. They pray. It's a, it's a dance of prayer. Uh, so strong, strong medicine. So in Lakota tradition, I brought some things to uh, share with you today. There's, in the sweat lodge, we use three different things primarily. Sage, of course, is everywhere here. We're very blessed. So the sage helps with purification, uh, cleansing any negative energy, etc. cetera. Uh, cedar, we put that on the stones as well. And that brings in positive energies, so the cedar, cedar people. Um, sweet grass, sweet grass, they say, brings in our good helpers, our good guides. So that's what that looks like. It's 
actually smells sweet. Um, and then one other one, this is one that Donald really loves. It's called Osha. Osha root. Anybody heard of Osha root before? Osha? Bunch of you. Okay, great. So Osha root is great for speaking, for singing. We use this in the sweat lodge. Um, you can also make teas out of it. And really all of these you can make teas out of. Um, you can also put them into, uh, you know, salves and lotions and things of that nature. But in the sweat lodge, it's primarily sprinkled on the stones. And then we drink it as well, depending on, on the ceremony. Um, so all of those are super, super healing. Um, I brought, <clears throat> this is a piece of driftwood that I got at the ocean a long time ago to represent the standing ones today. So there's a little, if somebody wants to look at this, there's a little something in there. A little secret medicine. Okay, so Lakota, I think now I want to talk about food. One of my favorite subjects. Um, it's a good thing for a chef to like food, right? It's, it's a good thing. Um, so again, my, my early days of foundational cooking with my mom and my dad really laid the, the groundwork. And then going to chef school, learning from some of the best chefs in the world. Um, and what happened to me after about 11 years of cooking that traditional French and American regional type of food, as I started to see not only the chefs that I had trained with having really bad health issues, but also, um, you know, my folks, my, my dad had a, a stroke in 97, put him in a nursing home, my mom had some things. So I started shifting to an organic, plant-based way of eating, um, and it totally shifted my life, absolutely 100% changing my life. So I brought some of my favorite um, foods that I like to work with, um, greens, Definitely love the greens. I love dinosaur kales. It's a collard green. Every day we eat greens many, many times, especially in, uh, in smoothies. <clears throat> we were at the Eugene Farmer's Market coming back from Ashland last week. Got some beautiful carrots. Carrots with the tops on them. I always love the tops because put them in smoothies and you can make all kinds of wonderful things out of them. Uh, celery is really great for hydration in the body, one of those things. And onion. I think this is one of the prettiest onions ever. So, and it did have a green top, which I used, of course. Everything gets used. So they say the onion is about 5,000 years old, and supposedly it came from Egypt. That's what they say. <laughs> All right, radishes. Donna had some of these last night. She said, "Honey, these are really spicy." So radishes, of course, are good for digestion. All right, one of the things and shiitake mushrooms. So this gets into the superfood realm. Shiitake mushrooms are one of my favorites to work with. Never want to really bring moisture to them though. Uh, you saute, I saute them in a little coconut oil and uh, have more of a dry uh, preparation. That's, that's just me. And then lemongrass. At this farmer's market, I found some lemongrass. Now that's pretty unusual at a farmer's market, so I said, that's coming home. <laughs> You're coming home with me. All right, and garlic as well. So that whole family of onions, garlic, super healing powers of the garlic family, onion family. Okay, so let's see. I wanted to talk now about some other uses for, for herbs, for spices, for 
uh, the plant kingdom. One is essential oils. Anybody work with essential oils? Pretty common these days. So essential oils, basically concentrated plant medicine. You can use it in tea, you can use it in water, just put it on your body depending on what it is. A little coconut oil maybe is a carrier uh, on your skin first. Um, and that totally transforms your state of being. Right? Um, and, and I think that is, is just so wonderful that we can bring the, the plants, we are, we are nature. I think it was Suzuki that maybe said that we, we, we're not separate from nature, we are nature. Right? We are nature, we are of the plants, we are of the mama earth, we are of the water, we are of the stones. We're, we're all of it. There are relations. Mintakuyasana, uh, I brought my, <coughs> I brought my uh, drum with me today, which I don't always bring out. And uh, some of our friends have seen it already. So this is a drum that I had the opportunity to make years and years ago in the early 90s up in uh, Ellensburg, Washington, which is one of the places we're going to stop at. So red-tailed hawk, and when I was getting things out of the car this morning, two red-tailed hawks were circling over here. So I said, okay, it's going to be a good day. Um, this is the sacred pipe, uh, the pipe of peace, and these pieces here represent the four colors of the four nations, the red nation, black nation, yellow nation, white nation. Of course, there's, everybody's all together, and we're all, all mixed, but um, that's the basic four uh, cardinal colors in Lakota. Um, so I wanted to share that with you, and of course the stone people representing the stone people's lives. So. And this bag, I'm not sure where we got this, but this is what I've been carrying my drum. It says Mitakuyasa. Everybody know Mitakuyasa? It means all my relations were related to everyone and everything. So I wanted to bring that with and share with you today as well. Um, Okay, I know there's, there's a lot I wanted to cover today, and I'm just going to look, see if there's anything else. We covered the farmers, we covered early days, Chef Al early days, uh, culinary path, Lakota. Um, yeah. So, I think, I think just, um, you know, we're so blessed in, in Central Oregon here. We've had the chance to go to the farmer's market um, and connecting with the farmers. My, because my mom taught me early on, you know, if we can go to the farm itself, go to the farm itself and uh, pick that food and have that connection with the plant people uh, and then bring that home and do good things with it. Um, and, and thank the farmers. Uh, I, I ran into a farmer the other day at the farmer's market here, and they come all the way from Eugene every week. So just like thank, taking a moment and saying, thank you so much for this blessing, uh, because they do work so hard. We have, um, we have some farmers here in the area that I don't know how they do it. So I think it's important uh, economically right, to, to come back and, and support them because of what they're doing. Uh, because more, the more we support them with our dollars, the more they'll grow. And you know, there's a lot of, thankfully, there's a lot of younger farmers coming up. Uh, the average age of farmer in Oregon, I think, is, is somewhere around uh, 55. So there's a whole new generation, thankfully, though, that is coming up that's saying, I want to do this. 
I want to raise this food. I want to raise food for the people. Um, so super, super important. Um, I just think that, you know, the, the power of prayer, the power of love, the power of plants, and, and all of those, all of those uh, elements, right? All the elements of the earth are working at all times, whether we are aware of it or not, right? It's like sometimes we forget. It's like, oh yeah, I am water. We have a dear friend in Southern Oregon area, our grandmother Agnes Baker Pilgrim, and she's the head of the 13 Indigenous Grandmothers Council. If you ever get a chance to just go see her speak, um, she'll make you cry. That's like she's amazing, um, and she says we are water babies. We are water babies, and I, I hold that always right here. So, love you, Grandma. Okay, so I think I think that's all I'm going to share today. I thank you so much for your attention. I thank you so much for the prayer. I thank the music team. I thank my sweetheart Don, of course, for walking with me. It is uh, we're starting 19 years together. Thank you.